welcome to the Kilo Chasers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, along here with my buddy, Matt Ware. How we doing, sir? Doing well. Glad to be back on the mic. Hell yeah, it's been way too fucking long. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Like, I think we recorded like a month ago, and my lazy, lazy procrastinating ass is not even edited it. I did, I did transfer it. <laughs> I did transfer <laughs> I know, right? It was actually really good. It was uh, really, yeah. Uh, yeah, I transferred it from riverside into the audacity and yeah that's about as far as i made it and then uh some shit went down personally and kind of been off the track since then and then holidays hit and yeah here we are at least at least we you know you kicked my kicked me in the ass to record one before the (laughs) new year and we're gonna close it out close 2022 out just right i like that yeah, you know, um, it's uh, this this month is always hard to do anything extra. I find. Oh yeah. Like y- you got, you know, obviously the normal work, career, lifting, family, and then holidays. And outside of that, it's like, where do I find the time to do anything? To do anything, unless I want to sleep like five hours a night, which I don't. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I gotta, yeah, prioritize. Mm-hmm. So this month always, I mean, it happens to me every year. Yeah. No, it's this year. It seemed like well, last year was crazy because I had that over was it over Thanksgiving. I ended up working like two weeks, twelves uh, mm-hmm. straight almost, and which was money wise set us up perfect for the holidays. But it was like okay, now I'm exhausted, can't do shit, and right. waited until the last minute to buy presents and do all that stuff. And this year it was there was no big overtime. So it was like, okay, how the hell am I going to buy presents this year? And then I had that shutdown that work. Was it like, I can't remember. It was like two 14 hour shifts, Saturday, Sunday, back to back. And yeah. And that was two weeks before Christmas. I was like, okay, well, I guess we're doing all of our Christmas shopping in three days. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when you uh, you wrote that on the it was either text string or it was something, but yeah. you wrote it and and I was like, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna leave him alone for like five straight days because I know what that feels like. <laughs> and you're just like, all you want to do is like sit there and do nothing and not think about anything. I, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. I mean, uh, like I got home, Sarah was like, go put your feet up. I was like, okay, and within like 20 <laughs> minutes, I'm out. And then yeah. she wakes me up an hour later. She's like, okay, let's go to bed. I'm like, okay. As soon as my head hits spill, I'm out. And then up again at four o'clock and run into the job site. Yeah. So, so how was your holiday? How was how did it go down? Good. Real good. Nice. Actually. Nice. Um, Taylor came back from New York. That was great. Got to see him hang out, had some really, a couple good conversations with them. You know, um, he's, uh, we found out that he's going to be actually deploying, overseas so that's stressful as hell to find out yeah. over the holidays yep. and um but where he's go or where he is uh most likely going is not terrible as far as conditions are concerned um that's good so and hopefully with everything that he's been doing they're gonna when he gets back and after he goes through i think he's got like three months total of training between now and then yeah um when he gets done with training, they're most so his his MOS is is infantryman um, 11, 11 Bravo, but mm. he's uh, 
what was so he was a grenadier and then he got promoted or i don't want to say promoted but he's a basically like a radio man <laughs> that's like that's, that's cool that's it. but yeah, yeah so so he gets to he gets there's perks to it and everything i don't know i don't think he gets paid any extra to do it but it's like mm-hmm. the inner it's the stepping stone to be coming a team leader which is awesome so yeah. hopefully he'll get that spot um when he when he gets done through this little training and like prep for deployment um and if that happens then he'll go to get deployed as a team leader and that's freaking awesome so he's he's pretty he's stoked he's been two and a half years in upstate new york and he is not a cold weather kid man (laughs) he's 20 years old he's not a cold weather man Yeah, yeah and so he's like he the he's going to the middle east so like he's like yes i don't care give me the 110 degrees sun baking i want it (laughs) you know (laughs) so and financially and all that stuff like there's they don't pay him shit when he's on base back home so he's looking forward to being able to actually like rat hole money away and it's been two years of being broke (laughs) so he's he's stoked but it's 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 stressful knowing all that stuff but it's so great to have him and you know what that kid I keep calling him a kid. He's a kid. Um, <laughs> He'll always be a kid. I know, you know right? I mean? Yeah. So every time I see him when he comes back, like we don't, I'm a stepdad. We don't talk a lot. We don't, I mean, we have a good relationship and everything, but we don't have, right. we don't communicate well. We probably mm-hmm. communicate just about as well as my dad and I did when I was 20 years old, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I walk in the house and he gets up, comes over and gives me a hug and that kid gives the best hugs. <laughs> like I, I don't know what it is. You know, I get like yeah. I get like two or three hugs from him a year. So it's it's good to know that he's not just coming over and giving me a squeeze and walking away. Like it, he actually yeah. he puts some there's some emotion and and stuff behind it. You know, so it feels good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it's weird because when you, it, there's such a um, there's not a really a gray area with a good hug. <laughs> no, it's either it's either really just like in disingenuine or it's great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's awesome, and it means a lot, you know. Like uh, I, I'm a hugger. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know this, and, yep. <laughs> and um, you know it's like it's uh, what is it? I forget the actual um gorilla or ape that does this, but like it's all about that touch, right? That's mm-hmm. how you know you're okay. And it's I think as humans we kind of do the same thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, how was your How was your uh, holiday? Yeah, it was good. Um, <clears throat> first holiday that we never or we didn't see any extended family. Which um, don't this may sound ruthless, but I loved it. <laughs> um, I loved it, and we sat in our jammies. We woke up at a decent time. We watched uh, a great movie. I had a cocktail or two. I mean, it was the least amount of stress I've ever felt on a holiday. Um, we had, uh, we ordered Chinese food and it was great, dude. That's like I couldn't, awesome. I couldn't ask for a better one. And your kids got, you know, kids were really happy and like, you know, just like, it, it's weird because you always think like as a kid, you're like, Oh, they got all the toys they wanted. But you know, there was, there was a handful of stuff each, but they were just like super stoked with what they got. And mm-hmm. that was, that was neat. And, yeah. um, some good, just family bonding time, which was cool. 
the, the not like you're talking to a guy who grew up where it was Christmas Eve. We were at church, yeah, and we did the Christmas Eve, what, uh, what do you want to call it, service, and then Christmas morning midnight we mass. did, yeah, and Chris, <laughs> midnight mass. I just it makes me think of a movie. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> uh, it is a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd wake up super early and we'd do our Christmas and we'd have like an hour after breakfast because we get up do our do the thing and then eat breakfast real quick and then we'd be off to my grandparents and like and then it was six to eight hours at my grandparents and we did the a big ass family like the entire extended family was there you know and then that turned into when i got you know moved down here it was our christmas kids christmas Mm -hmm. you know sarah's family and then my family. And yeah. then, so like it's spread over three days. So it's always just the stress of like, okay, when do we have to be in the car? What are we bringing? Are we forgetting gifts? Are we, you know, are we going to go to my parents' house and then to my grandparents' house? And then like all that shit. So I can totally appreciate the staying home and just being yeah. like, oh, it's yeah. so nice. So nice. Yeah, it is. And it's like the, we, at, for work, I get <clears throat> two days a year that were actually closed as a company. And there's something about that right there that you know you will not get interrupted by a phone mm-hmm. call, by a bad message, by something. And it's just like such, you, you can just, as the the females say, let your hair down. Yeah. I don't have much hair to let down, so. <laughs> no. No, no. You can you can catch a buzz and not have to get an Uber to go to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm gonna walk there, so I'll see you in like an hour. Yeah. Hey, it's just up the hill. I'm, I'll right. go to Murray. I'm, oh, you, you need me across town? Well, I'll go yeah. to the Murray one and I'll think about you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So speaking of the holidays, how is your uh, weight situation? Mine's actually I'm back up to 102, which is good. <laughs> nice excellent but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sitting at a solid 103.5 right now that's good uh, that's yeah that's i mean that's it's a good training weight and yeah i like it you know, so I, I can i can always feel when i'm heavier i can feel it in my training mm-hmm. not in a bad way in a good way because i'm moving more weight it's interesting yeah well that's when we talk about leverages and you know ass moves mass so when we yes. uh when we go through that second pull and transition into the finish, like you're able to, you know, throw your proverbial ass around and, you know, use it to your, your advantage. Um, I was listening to a really good podcast today and yesterday, actually two different ones. Um, but they were talking about weight and sleep and it's a, it's a powerlifting based, and okay. loosely based um podcast <laughs> so you know those guys are big and burly and probably mm-hmm. don't sleep very well so they talk about you know whatever they can do to short of losing weight um yeah whatever they can do to help them sleep and and get as much recovery from their sleep as they can they're gonna do so they're talking about all kinds of different stuff and i just had a conversation with donald um hawaiian donald the other day about mm-hmm his plans over the next year and, and, you know, after becoming a world champion, uh, retiring, quote unquote, retiring, laying his shoes down officially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pictures of it. It happened. It did. Uh, um, 
so he's he's really wanting to get back down to the fighting weight and be healthy you know he's he's dealing with some medical issues that are that have come around because of um i'm just gonna say it uh poor information being delivered to him forcefully by an individual Hmm. and yeah he he and a a lot of people that are in that in that circle are also being told that you gotta you gotta eat to recover and it's like well if you're eating so much that your sleep is shit then you're what's the point you know stan efforting when he was training for his the bodybuilding show he did what like eight nine years ago whatever it was like mm-hmm. that guy slept 10 hours a day yeah and that was it it was the most important thing like yes training was there but if he didn't get his sleep he wasn't training if he didn't get his sleep he wasn't like that was the most important thing like he had a bucket like a freaking trash can next to his bed so he didn't have to get up to go anywhere he could just roll over and do whatever he needed to do and go back to sleep hmm. like he didn't want to put extra stress on his legs he didn't want it like wow. nothing wow. right that i mean then that's that's commitment that's legit right there well and it, and it goes <laughs> into you know set up this is one of my notes a setup of your sleeping space like your bedroom you know like is it the right temperature is your bed the right bed for you is your bedding good the sheets and everything else itself like do you have a humidifier are you what other things are you using to get there do you have curtains do you have blackout curtains um you know let alone the time you know Corey gregory he gets like four hours of sleep a night but his actual like uh, i can't remember what kind of sleep you call it. it's not REM sleep it's the actual like deep sleep um mm-hmm. where your your body's actually recovering and get and doing what it needs to do um he's he's measured his and on average he's averaging like three hours two or three hours of deep sleep in that four hours so he is his efficiency on his sleep is through the roof comparatively to the normal individual who gets eight hours of sleep and they still only get an hour and a half to two hours of deep sleep because their space isn't set up right because they have dogs they have kids they have you know they don't have blackout curtains they don't their temperature is not right there's just little things you know that you don't necessarily see but your subconscious and your body just know like they just little ticks here and there will keep you from dropping into that deep recovery sleep. So like if you're not able to breathe right because you're a fat piece of shit, sorry guys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if you snore but you don't officially have sleep apnea, that right. means that there's you have health issues most likely because of weight that you have mm-hmm. to deal with, you have to address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a mouthpiece is just going to fuck up your jaw. Yep. It might help a little bit but it'll screw up your jaw and like all in all, you just got to get your shit fixed. You know, you got to fix your body. And I understand like being an athlete isn't necessarily a health forward thing, but you know, we're, you know, between 35 and 45, 50 years old, what the fuck are we doing? Like we want to stay strong and, and active and everything. But if we're not, 
giving our bodies what they truly needs, then then what the hell are we even doing it for? Yeah, you know, um, I think you can be an athlete and be healthy. I think just because you're an athlete or just because we're doing a sport that, you know, stereotypically has this uh, outlook Stigma. that everything is dark and everything is bad and everything is hard um, and it's wrecking your body. I don't think you have to uh, look at it like that, A, but you can still do this and be healthy. You really mm-hmm. can. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's about what we're talking about here, which is, you know, first thing is sleep. And w- when you were talking about setting your bedroom up, it reminded me of a, uh, a phrase that we use in the kitchen called mise en place. And it's just mm-hmm. having everything in the place that you need it. Just having everything you need right there. You yep. should be able to crawl in bed, put your phone where it needs to be, you know, put on meditation, put on your, your whatever, um, you know, aromatherapy or anything and just fall asleep within 20 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Um, but if you're not doing the steps it takes to get to that point, you're never going to be able to do it because you're constantly like fighting. It's like, it's like running a race. You're going to never win. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's no. interesting, man. Do you have, do you have a routine or or when you're like, when you're being conscious about it, obviously mm-hmm. it's with kids and everything else and you don't, you're not getting paid to do this. Right. right. You're not getting paid right. to be a weightlifter. Right. So it's not necessarily, yeah, damn it. Um, it's not necessarily like the highest priority on your to do list. Um, mm-hmm. But when you are thinking about it, what is your like bed time routine? Like, like let's say like 45 minutes to an hour before you are like, okay, I'm going to bed. Well, you know, I'm, I, I try to, uh, minimize screen time is mm-hmm. one of the big things I do, you know? So put my phone down at least 30 minutes before I go to bed. I have to, I have yeah. to do it. Um, you know, I, I try, I, I, if I'm focusing on it, I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to take and read maybe a couple pages. Um, because I think, um, for me, when I read and I exercise my mind that way, it actually makes me a little bit more tired. Um, so then I go upstairs, you know, Alana, we go upstairs, um, you know, brush teeth, all that stuff, shut off lights. And she actually got me into this where, um, she'll turn on a meditation and mm-hmm. it's not anybody talking. It'll have a little bit of talking in the beginning of just getting you set. And then mm-hmm. it's just this soft music, right? Yep. And this kind of like sleeping music is what they call it. Um, so it, it's, it's trying to get your mind right. And so that's happening. My phone is often turned upside down, so I can't see if anything's coming. Um, blinds are closed, windows open. And if I'm doing that, I'm, I'm falling asleep within 20 minutes and I'm out. Yeah. And I'll sleep all night. Um, that's great. I will say there's something that I have started out of, as of recently, and that's taking a magnesium uh, supplement right before bed. Huh. And I started doing that back in the day because my a doctor had told me, hey, because I, I was having really bad like calf cramps in the middle of the night. Okay. And the magnesium will actually help um, blood flow in your body, but it, not in a reverse way, but it, it actually puts your body in a bit of a, this is a very loose term, but um, euphoric stage. So it can just lay there and be okay. Um, okay. Another thing that I've found that it works good for, especially on a squat day is a weighted blanket. 
when I have, I, when I have a weighted blanket on me, I'm sleeping through the night. I'm sleeping hard and I'm waking up refreshed. It is one of the most odd things that I still can't really grasp. Um, the idea of sleeping with weight on you yeah. and how that helps your sleep. Um, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. I know like there's um, people who deal with or suffer or whatever have um, ADD or ADHD, um, anxiety, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. that's a, it. It's a big helper for them to be able to, for their body to just like cocoon and feel safe. Um, ah. As far as like physiologically, like, I, I don't know. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it was. Um, again, you know, I, well, I see. It, I have you, two it doctors. works for you, so yeah. I have I have a very holistic doctor, and I have a you know regular you know PC or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know, practice uh, whatever general practitioner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. A family medicine person, and um, both of them give me really good advice, but they're very <laughs> different sides of the game, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, the holistic one, he's just like, he's more about this way of doing it naturally. And just, and like you were saying, having the right routines. Um, I don't, I can't eat, you know, I used yeah. to, I used to like, you know, put down a, a stack of Oreo cookies and <laughs> <laughs> as my weight gets up, dude, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I swear I'm like puking in my mouth or something. Oh, like it. Yeah. And I, so I'm like, you know what that's done with. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I stop eating at least 30 minutes before I sleep. Uh, yeah. you know, but man, it, sleep is such a easy thing to do, but yet so hard to freaking accomplish sometimes. Yeah. Like shutting the mind off. Dude, tell me about it with this, with the podcast, with the camp, with, with the, with the peril, like all that stuff, like yeah. trying like, cause for me and for you, like we got so much going on, you know, like you're managing people and, and your, your multiple stores. And I got two or three jobs that are going on at the same time. And I have to keep like, that's constantly rolling. So the only time that I have in my brain, unless like I lock down like an hour and a half after I get home to just like focus on this stuff. Yeah. I don't have time until I get in bed right to to ponder shit and <laughs> so, i'll just sit so there true. and i'll go fuck okay and then even if i write it down then it's like oh that's a good thing that's a good thing oh i never thought about that and it just turns into an hour of of getting stuff out that's been rattling around or just been like forming an ideas yeah. and uh yeah i think what you said about sitting down and reading um an hour half hour before you before you actually go to bed like that's I think that's critical. Um, I think it's really important that you choose the right kind of book. Correct. Like, cause I used to do that. I, 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 if you pick a book, that's just a good, like autobiography, something about mm-hmm. history, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. I think that's probably the best thing, uh, an informative book, uh, you know, something either about like your craft or right, right or your sport even you know just something yeah. that just to absorb a little bit of stuff and shut out all the other crap but i will 
I really love fantasy fiction books. Mm -hmm. And all like the series, the um, Christopher Paulini wrote the Aragon series. And it's a really good series. And it's four books. And they're that (laughs) freaking thick. And Delaney was into them. Oh, she 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 okay hold, hold on she was into me reading them which is awesome because she'd like we'd right. go up and i'd read for 20 minutes to a half an hour well she'd fall asleep and i would keep reading mm-hmm. for like an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and my like upstairs on a bed like all cranked up reading a book and like looking over she's asleep i'm like okay i mark the page so i know which one to go back to and just keep going right. and going nice. and i'd i'd like look at the clock I'm like, oh shit i gotta get to bed and like all like bound up and mm-hmm. try to get comfortable again to go to bed and then there's some nights where i'd bring the book back downstairs because it's a juicy part yeah, and yeah, read it yeah. read another chapter and a half i'm like fuck <laughs> but at, at <laughs> totally the at the it. same time like once i put the book down i don't need anything i am freaking out like a light i don't like but it was the like i think the if I get a good book in my hand, it's worse than scrolling on my phone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know I agree. Not, with you. not, not health wise. I mean, obviously right. it's better for my brain to read than it is to f- fucking look, stare at my phone. But, <laughs> but, but still like I will lock in on a story and I was like, okay, I can't, I, I gotta find out what happens. You well, know? for me, it's the, the book I can't read is like, I like, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like reading those, um, motivational like finance books oh you know no. like rich dad yeah. poor dad stuff like that and i'm like yeah next thing you know i have my freaking computer out and i'm mm-hmm. doing an excel sheet like creating like i'm gonna blow up our finances yeah yeah that's happened and i just don't do it anymore <laughs> so you're right i read like um you know i have like this this food science book you know where yeah. i'm like oh okay i'm learning something i'm reading it's not like sparking me like getting my pump my blood going but yeah. it's enough and I'll be honest, man, I, I'm not a good reader. You know, I'm, I mm-hmm. can, I, I can read, but it's just, I'm not, um, disciplined when it comes to reading. Okay. Something else that I've tried to do that as of recently, um, I broke out our, uh, <laughs> our little keyboard and I'm mm-hmm. learning how to play, um, some really nice, soft classical music. Okay. And 20 minutes on that thing has really calmed me down and even in situations where like maybe I'm heated because of something at work or, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little like overwhelmed with like the kids and everything. It's like, get on that thing, just start diddling around, start playing just one pattern. And mm-hmm. I think, I really think it's all about patterns. It's just finding that pattern within the song and just keep playing it and playing it and playing it. And I see, and I feel my mood coming down and things getting a lot easier and the weight off my shoulders. Yeah. It's an interesting thought playing an instrument before you go to bed. I don't know if there's any science behind it, but it really, uh, it's been helping me in situations. I think it's a meditation type of thing. Yeah. Being able to hone in on that, that, that thing that's in front of you and drown everything else out. Yeah. You know, um, Brian Ulster, he's a strong man, uh, trainer coach over on the East side. He got into calligraphy and, it was just a daily thing for him that he would he blocked out a half an hour every day and that was his meditation time 
And he was like, once I started doing this, it was, at first it was obsessive, but then it became a thing where I could work on it for my allotted time. And because of the habit that he had, he'd built with it, he knew that he could set his pen down and he was coming back to it tomorrow. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't a thing that he was like, Oh, I got to finish this. I'm working like, it wasn't a project. It was just a part of his daily routine. And that's what locked him in on it as, as one of those things that just totally calmed everything down, just stilled the waters, Mm -hmm. you know, and he did. And so, uh, let's see. Another one was whittling or, nice. or, uh, softwood carving. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, yeah. that. Just stuff with your hands that you can just, like I said, just drown everything out. Yeah. You know, and focus on something simple that's also pretty intricate. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can manage to do that within that shutdown period before you go to bed, like that's even better. So, yeah. And, you know, it's just, you made a really good point in the beginning, but about like, um, prioritizing it and just the reason why we're talking about this is so our bodies can recover mm-hmm. and we can, you know, and essentially lift more weight and, and survive and be healthier and get through our day and not get overwhelmed at night mm-hmm. and not get frustrated with your kids and not, yep. you know, get in an argument with your wife or, you know, let work bring you down. You know, that, that's what it's all about. It's just, it's, we're talking about recovery, but it's recovery for life. Like yeah. sleeping is that I re, I told you earlier today, like it's two thirds of the freaking solution. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that was on that podcast, he's a, he's a coach. I can't remember what his designation is, but basically he handles everything outside of the fighter's training so like the he has a coach for fighting right who dictates how he trains how he works out how he spars and then this guy does everything else like his 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 sleep his supplements his everything right right and he he said the exact same thing he's like if you're not getting the amount of sleep you need then there's no point in doing anything else Right. If you're not taking, it's, it's, it's the same thing with supplements, right? If you're not taking creatine, then you shouldn't be taking anything else. Correct. Creatine is the baseline period. Like if you're not taking that, shut the hell up. And then on top of that, if you're not getting eight hours, like if you're not getting efficient sleep, I understand that, you know, us of all people getting eight hours of sleep is impossible. It's not improbable. It It is fucking impossible. During the week, there's no way in hell. In order for me to get eight hours of sleep, I have to go to bed at eight o'clock. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. There's (laughs) there's not enough time in the day to get everything done. Now, could we get better about our schedules? Probably. Oh, absolutely. Could we be more efficient? Probably. But what's the realistic like view of that? Well, so, so the realistic view is like we're saying, set your room up. So it's a peaceful yeah, place. Exactly. You know, eliminate as much stress from your bedroom as you can Yeah. set it up. So you have, so it's pitch black as, or as close to it as it can be the right temperature, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sounds need to be almost eliminated and the only sounds that are being made are soothing. And yep. that way, the amount of like the amount of sleep that you possibly can get 
is the best sleep that you can that that that's available. Right. Um, so with that, like like I was saying about eating for recovery and trying to maintain a body weight that will allow you to sleep as as well as you can. Um, what are some? Because we we know a few people. Like I'm obviously I'm trying to change my body composition a little bit and maintain. Mm-hmm. I want to stay at at 102 or 225 to 230, but I need to get back to a more. Um, I don't know. I I I don't want to look like I look right now. I want to look like I did five years ago, and <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be. I want to maintain the body weight, and I really don't like. I honestly believe. Um that anybody who is not a super heavyweight, mm-hmm. if you're a super heavyweight and you are a international weightlifter, then go ahead and maintain your body weight. If you're going right. to be weigh 140 kilos or 150 kilos, and that's how much you need in order to, you know, stay in the A session internationally. Okay. That's mm-hmm. you're going to, and then, but at the same time, you have to do everything that you can do to, to recover, recover properly. Um, but if you're healthy at a 102 body weight and you're lifting as like a 105 or 105 to 108, drop your body weight. Yeah. Like, and do it, do it in the way that I'm pretty sure a certain somebody is going to be listening to this and he's going to know I'm talking about him, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not Donald. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> you know, like if you walk around at 104, 105 and you don't feel good, but you feel like you need to weigh that amount in order to keep progressing in your snatch and your clean and jerk, it's not true. Like no. you can change your body composition and maintain your leverages. 10 pounds, five kilos is nothing. Right. It isn't like, like, I'm sorry, we're not. If you're snatch if you were snatching 150 kilos, I'd say, uh, you probably are gonna lose, you know, four, six, seven kilos off your snatch, maybe. Mm-hmm. But most likely you're not. It might happen right away, you might, but over a year, if you can drop that weight, if you can go from 106, 107 d- down to a 103, 102, and yeah. be healthy, sleep properly, not, you know not develop sleep apnea because that's a lot, a lot of times that's what happens. Not sit right. at, you know, uh, wherever that's called, not borderline, but, um, what is it when you're almost diabetic? Like pre-diabetic or yeah, pre-diabetic. Yeah. yeah. Like you're right there. It's going to mm-hmm. happen if you don't mm-hmm. fucking pay attention to what you're doing. So why not take a year, take six months, drop your weight, control it, don't give a shit about your lifts. Just care about your consistency. Mm-hmm. Don't think. Don't think about maxing out. Don't think about like, yeah, go big, but don't worry about what your numbers are. If you Correct. don't hit, if you don't hit that ninety-eight percent to one hundred percent range, who fucking mm-hmm. cares? You're not. I'm gonna be a dick. <laughs> I like your disclaimers. You're, <laughs> you're you're not an American record holder. Correct. You're not an international record holder. Like, if you're not those two things, or if you're not fighting for a podium, like on nationals or or worlds or Pan Ams, then it doesn't matter. 
Right. It's an ego thing. And if you can't take that six months to a year to be healthy and then allow your body to adapt. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Adaptation is the mm-hmm. bread and butter of weightlifting of everything that we do. The game. Yep. And if you can't give your body that much time to adapt, then your ego is getting in the way and you need to check yourself. I love what you said right there. You said one of the things that I wish would bleed through um, the sport a little bit more is stop worrying about your goddamn numbers. Just get out there, be consistent. If you have to lift it to 75 to 80% for a month, month and a half, two months, whatever, just do it because you know what you're, if and I talk about this a lot, too many people are playing the short game. Too many people are acting like, oh, I got to make this lift and I got to, I got to do this to hit this weight. And I got to, you know, uh, be heavier to be able to lift more weight. No, no, you don't. You just got to be consistent. You got to recover properly. You got to eat healthy because, you know, in your twenties, our metabolism is running at a certain rate to where you can go out and eat those Snicker bars and donuts and McDonald's and, 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 you know, maybe it will help you because you're burning it like a furnace. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting it at our age, you know, 40 to 45, like that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm living proof of that, of where like, you gotta, you can't just eat. I, and I've talked about it and I'll, I'll be the first one to call myself out. I've been out there saying, just eat whatever, you know, eat a pizza a day. Now I'm, I'm still going to, you know, take this one to the grave. Pizza is, is a health of food, <laughs> but you can't eat. Um, you can't eat it every, every day. day. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't do it. There's too many carbs. There's too many greases and fats that you just shouldn't be having, having every single day. Now, Um, you know, we talked about sleep, but food and weight management is going to help your sleep. So, um, (laughs) weight management is a huge thing that I look at this and this is a dilemma I have with the sports is I see people out there like, um, an 89 lifter, you know, uh, snatching 170, Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so that's telling me I don't have to be heavier to lift that heavy weight. That's just telling me I need to train better, be some work smarter not harder, work smarter because you work hard. You're playing the short game. And if you want to do anything in any sport that requires you to become um, at an elite level, then you need to work smarter and play the long game because it doesn't happen in a year. It happens in 10 years. Yeah. You know, it happens in seven years, five years, depends on your sport. Right. But yeah. The one thing that I'm just like, I struggle with is when I hear people talking about, I got to work hard, 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 hard. I got to beat myself up when that's not the truth. The truth is you got to be smart. You got to eat, you got to sleep. You got to, you know, do the things that your body needs. You know, if it's, uh, if it's massages, get massages. If it's sauna work, get sauna work, you know, like just figure out what your body needs and work smarter, not harder. Because if you work harder, you're going to die in like three years. Sometimes it's harder to work smarter. I know. But that's the ego. And that's the ego. I mean, shit, look at, okay, we're going to go. I don't like bringing them up just because everybody in weightlifting eventually brings it up, talks about it. But Abhijayev 
did not allow his athletes to do anything, right? They had like Mm -hmm. a half an hour of playtime a week, right? Or whatever it was. Like it it was a ridiculous amount of time, a little amount of time that they had to go and fraternize. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the time was you are sleeping or eating or lifting. That is all you do. And if you don't have anywhere to walk, you don't walk. And if like, <laughs> crazy. like, I mean, but that's, you know, if you think about it, if you, if you look at, if you look at any of the big lifters that are like, they, they have, that's their life. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why they're able to train twice a day, three times a day. That's why they're able to do these crazy lifts and these crazy percentages consistently because when they're done lifting, they don't do fuck all. They go right. and they take a nap. Yeah. They go and eat. Right. And then they and and they go to relax. They go to a spot where everything is perfect and set up for them to relax and let their body recover. And mm-hmm. as middle-aged individuals, men and women, we don't have that luxury. No. The only time that we get to do that is a 4 to 8 hour window at night. I mean, Cornell did told a funny story. Well, it's not a funny story. It's his regular life is if he's anywhere standing and he doesn't have to stand, he won't. And if he can't sit, he'll lean. (laughs) Like he will straight up just lean over on something just to take the weight off of his back, off of his legs, whatever he can do to preserve his, his muscles that he can do and give them a break. Because I, I'm sorry, that guy is on a complete... I don't know anybody that's over the age of 35 that trains like him. Let alone competes like him, but Correct. that trains like him on the... Ra- I mean, the fact that he did was like 260 days, 258 days of squats <laughs> o- yeah. over 400 pounds mm-hmm. every day. I mean, okay, uh, who was it? Um Oh, Mendez, Buff Mendez. Um, oh, Pat Mendez. Pat Mendez did a 600 yeah. squat every day for like however long, stupid amount of time. That's ridiculous. But he's also <laughs> like, he's a beast of a man. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing was, is Cornell, the difference between him and Cornell was Cornell would come home from work after working eight to 10 hours, walk mm-hmm. into his garage in his work boots and go 70, 120. 170 184 or he would go 120 184 or 170 184 or just 184 and be done like the guy's a a machine and so like anytime i i have a comparison to use when it comes to utilizing your downtime he's the first one i go to because he was he has mastered it as a master's lifter Mm -hmm. like the art of like recovering in whatever way that you can. And even he, you know, we talk about weight and we talk about being at like crossing the threshold of healthy. Right. So when he, he bumped up to like one twelve or something like that and or one fifteen, I can't remember what it was, but he said once he hit one ten, he started snoring Mm -hmm. and once he started snoring, 
his recovery went to shit. His training took a, took a toll. And so like he only stayed over 110 for a little bit. He didn't he did not enjoy it. And then on top of that his his wife was poking at him telling him, you know, <laughs> you need to fix your shit. Yeah, no. I mean, well and there's something very specific uh, a detail about Cornell that just talks about what we're talking about here, which is that dude's also been lifting for seven to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And right now is where he has got it figured out. And (laughs) I mean, the, the idea of taking this sport to the absolute uh, maximum within a two to three year span is ridiculous. I mean, I'm in four years and I'm still struggling on lifts daily. And I mean, everybody struggles on lifts. I get that. But like, I'm nowhere near where I think I should be. Right. And there's that ego again. Well, I heard something today exactly about that. How can you say that you're not where you should be or you don't have as many followers, followers as you should have, or you don't have as much money as you should have. Right. It's like, where do you, that's you have exactly you you lift exactly the amount that you should be lifting right now correct according to your body yes. you lift you lift exactly the amount of weight that you should be lifting right now you mm-hmm. have you know it it's exactly like me yeah i should have i could say i should have you know 50 episodes up or 100 episodes up i could <laughs> but i right. shouldn't because of who i am and what i do it just doesn't you know i allow other things to take priority over this and and that's the thing is like yeah i have numbers up on my win- my mirror right there yeah. for this year yeah. i am nowhere well yeah no nowhere near it yeah. nowhere fucking near it i was yeah. supposed i was supposed to i should have i should be snatching 120 and clean jerking 150 right now off of that <laughs> Right. Well, and and but yeah. the, what I could be if I made this the number one priority in my life over right. coaching, over a relationship with my wife, over mm-hmm. a relationship with my kids, and right. over work and all that stuff. Like I decided to handle my shit at home before I stepped on the platform in the garage or at the Correct. gym, Correct. and. That's why those aren't there. And so I'm, yeah, I'm pissed that if I started training right now, I could probably snatch a hundred still most likely, you know, I wouldn't feel good for a week, but I could do it, but (laughs) right, I I get it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it gets down to the idea of something you brought up just a minute ago, which is we're not paid athletes. This is an amateur sport that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's a hobby. It is a hobby. And how many people out there do you know that have, uh, that are killing themselves over their hobbies, right? Like my wife paints, she's not out there saying, man, I should be painting way more or I should be a way better painter. But there is an ego in the sport that thinks that, um, we should be doing more than what we are. Mm-hmm. And it's the, um, age old thing of comparison, right? Yeah. Who are we comparing ourselves to? So many times I hear people saying, well, man, you see what Lasha did, man, that would, or, 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 you know, they bring up these like professional weightlifters. 
Oh, did you see what Wes Kitts did? Man, I should be doing that. Maybe I can, you know, talking about this stuff. And I'm like, stop comparing yourself to um, an elite weightlifter that has a completely different lifestyle that is built around recovering, that is built around lifting every day, that most likely doesn't have a job and probably doesn't have a family, you know? And minus, you know, Wes Kitts, I know that he's starting a family and all that stuff. But um, yeah, at the same point, like, stop comparing yourself. A, B, um, it, well, first of all, if you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to your training partner. You know, you and I go back and forth. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Like you get pissed when I hit something and I'm like, fuck that. If you hit something, I'm doing that next week. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it, and that's the way it should oh, be. Yeah. That's the only person you should really um, compare yourself to. Um, yeah. And stop doing the the thing where I'm like, oh man, I'm, I just watched Lasha, Lasha hit that. That's a goal. No, it's not a goal. What a goal is, is to, um, lift, be healthy. And then here's the next thing that I've been wanting to talk about, which is a quality of life. How many times have you got on that platform stressed as fuck and lifted well, and your body moved great? I know I haven't, I've, I've stopped a entire, entire like, like day of lifting because I was too stressed out. Couldn't focus. Couldn't focus. You know, I think I've had. In what six years, mm-hmm. almost seven years, I think I've had a total of maybe ten times where I was absolutely just wiped out with stress and stress and anxiety, and it like unresolved shit from my yeah. day or week yep. or whatever, and was able to actually utilize it. Um, and lift well, and I think almost every time I PR'd, but it was an environment thing. Like yeah. I walked into an environment that was conducive to blocking that shit out and focusing on the moment. Yeah, and I'm sorry, garage lifters everywhere, that ain't happening. Hell no, it's not. You hear me talk about it all the time, dude. I'm like, I need to get out of the house. It's not because I want to get away from my family or anything. It's because I need to focus. Yeah. It ain't happening in my garage. No. No. You come like you come over here. You see how many times my kids open that door? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Oh yeah. I love them, but yeah, you just can't. You can't escape change the environment. You you can't escape it. Um it's really hard to escape your your own mind. Um so no, dude. Um, shit, we're at. <laughs> we're coming up on an hour. I, I knew that was going to happen. Okay, dude. so this is like uh, a, yeah, I know. a three-part series here. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to sleep real quick. Two okay. things. Well, three. Three things. We talked about mouthpieces and how they're stupid. Um, right. I'm sure they work for some people, but like I said, the the more and more like reviews that I've read about them is short term they're great, long term your jaw gets fucked up. Yeah. Like it'll actually like you end up with. TMJ and all kinds of different different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I'm I got to order. I'm going to try. It. I've tried nose strips before. Yeah, and they make me feel funny. Like yeah, I wake up totally. and my nose like f- just feels weird. You're getting a lot of, um, a lot of stuff up in there. It's just it's yeah. opening your nostrils basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, mouth tape. Have you, you seen that shit? That. No. What? Look up hostage. <laughs> 
Hostage. It? It's called Hostage Mouth Tape. Hostage. I'm gonna. I'll check that out after this. It's a, it's kind of expensive, but it's the best shit on the market. Um, but basically, you tape your mouth so you breathe through your nose. You don't have to use nose strips with that, but if you have like a deviated septum, if you have a broken nose in your past, like the no- nostril strips will help open that up so you can actually yeah. breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will help you sleep better. It'll help you get into that deep sleep. Interesting. And yeah, um, I've, I've done a bit of research over the last two weeks on it. I've, I've heard about it before, like a year and a half ago, I saw it and I was like, Hmm, wonder about that. And, uh, mm. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> and I, I, and I've been like really, really consciously breathing through my nose. Okay. Um, there's, there's breathing practices and stuff like that and different like things that you can do, but just really concentrating before you go, go to bed of breathing through your nose and really taking good breaths every time and not breathing and actually exhaling through your nose. Yeah. You'll get yourself into a routine where you won't mouth breathe at night, but even if you don't try the mouth, mouth tape and it'll help. Um, yep. at least I think it'll help. I got to order mine so I can try it. No, I really want to try it <laughs> and it, they're black. Okay. So it's even worse. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, but if you have like sleep apnea and shit like that, it's not going to help. If you actually have a diagnosed thing, like you need to have a CPAP or right. surgery or whatever that needs to happen. Um, now real quick, uh, was thinking about this with everybody coming back from worlds and seeing some people bomb out and watching, um, the world cup last, uh, last month, mm-hmm. um, traveling, for competitions yep. into different time zones. Um, I heard an interesting comment about the reason, a big reason why the Mariners and the Seahawks suck on the regular mm-hmm. is because most of their division games are in different time zones, two to three yep. hours difference, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. they they don't necessarily pay attention to how what their sleep schedules are what they're eating what they're all that stuff so they it's baseball is really bad because they have like 150 something games a year so they're and they're all over the place right and they're playing different times of the day they can't manage you can't manage shit um but you think making a few million dollars a year you manage your shit better but um so i did that you know during masters for last year uh masters nationals uh Mm -hmm. two months leading up to it I knew my weigh-in time was going to be uh, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm up at 6 a.m., but I'm not like, ready to weigh in, no. So I started waking up at 5.30, and I would actually wake up 5.30, and I would go down the road um, to a little trail, and it was no more than a 15-minute hike up and a 15-minute hike down, get back in my car, come home, and just get ready for the day. Okay. And I started doing that every day, and then I gradually started getting a little bit lower until my body started acting. I don't know what I'm saying. Acclimating? Acclimated. Thank you. <laughs> Acclimated to that. And I started waking up at 5.30 and I was, I started, I noticed I was alert mm-hmm. and I noticed my body was different and I, my actions and, and composition, everything was different once yeah. I started doing it. It's a huge thing. Yeah. No, it's, 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 I, I think, especially as, uh, as 
fucking goddamn oh, fucking sorry. <laughs> little fucking shield bugs have been everywhere lately. Yeah. Oh, I've they fucking stink too. God damn. Yeah, those are bad. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. So oh, terrible. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get over that. I touched it and then touched my mustache. And then you touched your mustache. I saw you do that. And I was like, he's going to smell that. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Edit all, right. all that out. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So preparing for comp travel. Um, yep. We talked about time zones and sleep schedules. Yep. Um, what about looking at the training hall and thinking mm-hmm. about when you're going to be training, when you're going to be competing and adjusting your sleep schedule for the time zone, but also adjusting, if you can, with your work schedule, adjusting right. your training schedule in the day so your body gets acclimated to be to activating at that time period at that in, in your day in in relation to your sleep cycle, right? So if you change That's your fantastic. sleep cycle for the time zone and then you change your your training time, it, you know, respectively to that to match when you're going to be competing and, and same thing with your training time at when you get to your venue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your body is acclimated to turning on yeah. at that, at that rough period of time. You know, if you can get, get that set, you know, a month I, ahead of time. Yeah. It's, 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 it's shit like the, it's shit like this. Like I, I just started thinking about this today. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, you know? that I've, I've never actually put that one in place. Logically it makes complete sense. And I figure I should know that, but like training the same time you're going to lift. Holy like, boom, mine yeah. just blew. I mean, now I totally understand sometimes with like AO and stuff like that, they got you lifting at like 11 o'clock at night yeah. in Ohio yeah. or wherever the fuck, like, which is <laughs> absolutely yeah. stupid. Yeah. They find, Hey, the, at least they finally put a cap on how many, at least for now, how many lifters they're going to allow at, at AO one or whatever at yeah. the Arnold. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah no, that's, I think it's a good thing. We'll see. We'll see if that actually falls through. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No. Yeah. So, and the same thing with that, um, is food, uh, making sure that you know what your body likes mm-hmm. and sticking to that. And then maybe looking ahead to see, Oh, well, I'm going to be, let's say they have, worlds or nationals in kansas city okay and like oh shit there's a ton of really good food there so i gotta i need to make sure my all my shit is in line so i'm not tempted before the competition to go out and eat like an idiot and wreck my stomach (laughs) you know what i mean or totally or respectively you could start using a little bit of that barbecue sauce in your meal prep to get your body used to those acids for oh a month boy. so you oh could boy. actually go and enjoy yourself when you get there instead of yeah. waiting until the end so that, well, that's you know, just one thing but but just every, making sure that your shit is in line a yeah. month or a month and a half ahead of time so yeah. it's consistent all the way through even after you get to wherever the hell you're going like going to, i couldn't imagine flying to florida and having to lift at like eight o'clock in the morning 
No like, way. I'm done. There's no fucking done. way. Can't do it. Dude, you, all what you're talking about is something that has been preached, at least to me, throughout my entire athletic career, which is <laughs> practice like you play. Right? Yeah, but no yeah, but that nobody thinks about time frame. I know. Right? You, they think about intensity. Yeah. They think about mindset. They don't think about they don't they don't think about the time frame and the food and 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 your sleep schedule, like all that shit. They don't think about that. Mm-hmm. They think about, okay, how am I going to be when I go up for this play? How am I going to, how am I going to, you know, what's my walk up going to be like to the plate? You know, what's my setup going to be every time? You know, we talk about that with the snatch and the cleanser. You know, you walk on the platform. It, when we're, when we hit anything above like 90%, you're stepping mm-hmm. on that platform exactly the same way no matter what, as just as if you would, when you step on the competition platform, right? Right. You try, you're, you try your hardest to make that. And then, and then also you try to make the setup at the bar, the same, the exact same, every single time your breathing patterns, all the, all that shit. Like that's easy. Yeah. That's the, that, that's, that's just, that's the low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. We so, talked about this last time. Yeah. Like it's, it's it, that intensity, it, it's, right? It, it's the whole thing about this whole conversation is the low hanging fruits easy. Yes. You know, if you want to make the next step, you can make the next step that's important and it's not that difficult. It just takes a little bit more consistency, a little bit more drive, a little bit more focus, you know, and you can take that next step. And if it means taking a step back in other places, you're going to be better because of it. And you're going to be better set up for the future because of it. Well, everything you're saying, I think, is wrapped up into this uh, big ball of what we call discipline. Mm -hmm. And it's reminding me of something I posted uh, not too long ago about it. It was an interview of Sean Waxman. And he was talking about how when he was younger, you know, he thought he was tough and he thought he was, you know, big and strong and everything. And he like, you know, go lift a bunch of weight and then go out to the bar and he'd get in a bunch of fights. And he's like, yeah, you know, I thought I was tough. He's like, but really I'm not. He's like going in the gym, missing 20 times is not tough. Going in the gym and hitting the weight, stopping after two misses and having discipline so you can lift better the next day. So you can build on what your weaknesses are. Or build your strengths and work on your weaknesses, that's tough. Having discipline is tough. Not just getting out there and yelling and, and doing all the things that w- I think uh, we're all taught to do in this world of weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Because that ain't going to get you shit but hurt. You yep. know, let's have some goddamn discipline. Lift the weight. Don't worry about your numbers. Get good sleep. Eat the damn food that works for your body and have a quality of life and get out there and lift some freaking weight because I'm sick of it. I just, I want some discipline. Yeah. No, if, if you can't, like the way I look at it is I want to be able, like this is, this is my vanity, but also like a goal is Delaney is nine years old. She graduates in nine years. Right. Right. I, I'm I'm gonna be fifty. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna be forty nine when yeah. she grads. Actually, no, I'm going to be fucking. F- no, I'll be forty nine. Yeah. So like, I want to be as healthy as I can be f- in that moment. You know, 
I want to be able to walk my youngest daughter down the aisle, you know, if and when she gets married. Yeah. And the vain part of me wants to be, you know, a 230 pound, six foot tall fucking beast. Right. That's, you know, but that's, I, the, the, like, the brass tacks is I just want to be healthy enough to walk up the stairs to the, at the stadium when she graduates or in the, in the bleachers. You know, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to be so broke down that I can't do that right. comfortably. I want right. to be able, you know, she's nine years old. I can still toss her in the air and catch her. Like all these things, these quality of life things that you get to enjoy with your, your kids, with your wife. Like if you can't go for a, you know, 20 minute walk through any town without being winded, mm-hmm. you got to fix your shit. Yeah, you'd really do. It, it's, it's such a good you make such a good point dude because i and and alana and i have been talking about this about like what we need to do now to ensure that our future is just as happy as it is now and that's not that's that's in a relationship but also it's in our health because i'm looking at her and i'm like we're not at the age where we can do the sh- you know the shit that we've done in the past where it's just like eat whatever we want lay around sit on the couch for more than an hour a day like mm-hmm. you know how bad it is to sit on a couch like and that's probably a little bit of bias but i hate sitting on couches like it makes me so it. mad because my body hurts after it and like, you need to buy I, a more we, comfortable couch yeah well yes <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the workaround just have yeah, a that, shitty couch. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's setting yourself not, up right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not, I'm not implying that you have a shitty couch. I'm just, I, I'm, no. just put, I'm, put, I'm putting it out there for the mess. <laughs> Listen, I have kids. I'm not going to go out and buy an expensive couch because they're going to trash it. Uh, I have an eight-year-old son. Let's say that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that uses it as a trampoline. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. No, I think um, just – being able to live life longer that that's my goal right now and live life happy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I may have ranted for a second there, but like if, if you do that and you know, you think I'm coming at you, you know, check yourself a little bit because I'm just speaking from the heart and I'm talking about the shit that I see and deal with on a daily basis that frustrates me because I want to see people out there lifting more weight and, and being happier. We don't need to be in this like dark, depressed area to be weightlifters. No. Well, I can't, you know, look, I mean, everybody comes at CrossFit because, you know, they're out there with their short shorts and they're, they're techno bumping and shit, but ugh, they're jorts. That, dude, that, they're having fun. Yeah. Board shorts. <laughs> Board shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, they're, they're having fun and they're doing things that are, they're, they're happy. You know, now I'll tell you what. Okay. So on that, there is nothing more fun to me than, than weightlifting. Like I definitely, I enjoy getting a pump and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. curls for the girls, all that shit. Like it's, I do enjoy that, but to me sitting at a bench or sitting at the at the dumbbell rack, looking in the mirror, and doing reps and reps and reps, and going to the cable machine and doing reps, like that is not fun to me. Unless I'm doing, like, unless I'm working out with a buddy, right. like then it's fun. Then you talk shit and all that stuff. But there is nothing more fun to me than 
than weightlifting. I, I agree. That's why we do like, it, right? S- snatching is fun. It's frustrating as fuck sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. fun. Clean and jerking mm-hmm. is fun, even more yes. frustrating, but it is, it's fun. You don't have to be dark and pretty. I understand some people lift better in a zone. Yes. And that's perfectly fine to be in that zone, but to have this stigma that everybody needs to be, needs to, to go to a certain place to do these things. And it's, it should be like synonymous across the, across the board is bullshit. Like enjoy what you're doing. If you don't enjoy it, get the fuck out. Don't do it. Like, like figure out, figure out a way to enjoy it. Yeah. Right now. What you said earlier, you don't see, go to anybody out there listening. If you want to get pissed at us about saying this shit, go to a basketball game, get there early enough to watch the warmups, see what happens when those guys miss a shot in the warmups. Do they stay there in that exact same spot and miss that same shot 15, 20, 30 times? No, they might take it one more time. If they miss again, they move. Yep. They do not they stay it, in they that. Move sp- on. Move on. Yeah. Just move on. Keep on going. Move on. Go to play. a spot they know for a fact they're going to make a shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they move out a little further or into a slightly more difficult difficult angle. Right. They don't. They don't sit in that same spot and do the same thing. Miss and right. miss and right. miss. Right. It goes yeah. back to that podcast we did a few months ago. You do not a uh, uh, an elite athlete or a true athlete of any kind does not practice failure no period now we do and, now we do learn from failure exactly no if, i'm not saying i'm not saying no no, don't no fail no. yeah no no I, I'm, I, I'm saying make an adjustment if that adjustment doesn't work try to make another one if that doesn't work it's not going to happen today guess what you're going to do the same thing tomorrow you're going to step on that platform and you're going to snatch again tomorrow you're going to clean and jerk again tomorrow and your goal should be to think about that shit of what you did wrong. Watch that video again and see that what what that that hitch was, right? Or that the chink in that armor that made you miss that lift. Correct. Right. And yep. if you can't see it, send it to a buddy. Yeah. Because I can guarantee yeah. you that buddy is going to see it. Jake mm-hmm. Reed sent me videos the other day, and I and he was really proud of his lift. And I was I was like, dude, that looks fucking great. Your right. cleans, his cleans are. They're not perfect, but they're gorgeous. Like right. he, he's strong as fuck, and he's proportioned appropriate, appropriately for this sport. Mm-hmm. However, in his in his finish, he does the same fucking thing that I do, and that's probably why I, I recognized it. Is he has an early arm break, which is solid, and the dude's strong as fuck. But when he makes contact and extends, he extends his arms, straightens them out. Yeah. He straightens his arms out. So I was like, yeah. hey, why don't you try this? He goes, yeah. I've never thought about doing that. I was like, I don't know, dude. I'd think about it, and it's, it helps me. Now, I understand when it gets heavy, it's really hard to do those things. Right. You know, but if you think about it at the lower weights, and you work at it, and you just try to try to just move, move that needle a little bit more, so you can make it a little bit further up in your percentages without letting your arms go straight. Yeah. And just move that needle a little bit every time. Right. And his like, dude, he's going to be able like, 
I, I honestly think that kid can can easily clean like 170, 180. Yeah, I think he can too. Like, I, I don't think it, he's living in his potential yet. But no, not yet. Yeah, he he needs that. to be a little bit faster under the bar in his in his jerks. But mm-hmm. I mean, everything else is he's he's a hell of a lifter. But yeah. like I said, he sent me those videos as like, hey, check these out. You know, and I was like, you, dude, you're fucking right there. Yeah. It's just this one little, it's one little thing, you know? And yeah. so, you know, I think um, I, it's, yeah, I know we're coming up on time here, but I think uh, oh, we're past it. Yeah, no, we're way past <laughs> it. Uh, you, even if you're not a lifter and you're lift, listening to this and you're like, oh, they're only talking about lifting. No, everything that we're saying here, you can apply to life. You want to be mm-hmm. better at something? Do these things, have discipline, you know, approach it with a good attitude. Be you know, what you need to be to create a happy life doesn't always work. And nobody's ever perfect. I can tell you that I'm definitely not shit. Some of the shit that I've said today, I am 100% guilty of. Oh, it happened. It happened tonight. Okay. And that's why I'm okay. so pissed about again, it. Again, like I said about what I notice in your lifts, what I notice in Jake's lifts, Donald's mm-hmm. lifts, Bargo's mm-hmm. lifts, all the, like all of our, our click, right. Mm-hmm. Our group of guys, like everything that I see, it's because I know that I do it. Exactly. Now, if I if I see an area where it's like, ooh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna screenshot that. And then I'm <laughs> or I'm gonna like in my brain, I'm gonna go to my video, I'm gonna be like, Okay, well, I know what I need to work on. Yeah. Or like like if Cornell's do, does something, I'm like, dude, why do you do that? Or yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. You know, I, I'll I'll call somebody that I know doesn't do the thing that I do. Right. Right. And find out how they got past that or if it was even ever an issue for him. And if it wasn't an issue, I'll be like, okay, well look at this. And if you could think of an idea for me, then great. If not fucking cool. Right. And I move on. Right. But it's just, you know, it's just like with you, like, or okay. So my brother, right. I was, right. I did a prime rib the other night for, for Christmas dinner and anybody like, my best friend is a fucking chef and yeah. I called my brother because I know that he's cooked <laughs> in the last five years, right? In the last five years, that guy has probably cooked 400 prime ribs. Right. You and know, they yeah. are ev- every single time they're fucking perfect. Correct. And if I can't get a hold of him, I call my dad because he's the one that taught my brother. And so like, I had an, like, I was just like, I was freaking out. I was just having a moment. And I, so I called him. I was like, Hey, this, 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 and this. He goes, Oh yeah, that's easy. Just, you know, here it is. It's like, yeah. okay, thank you. Click. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you reach out to the, the, to the people that you know, or that you think will be able to help you yeah. for anything across the board. Like, yeah. and that's in life guaranteed, you know, somebody in your life that will that either has dealt with that issue and got past it or is currently mm-hmm. dealing with it and mm-hmm. and knows something that you don't. Yep. So so like baking, right? If you if you if you start making bread, one, if you if you fuck up on a loaf, guaranteed you can go through and figure out what you did wrong. Yeah, yeah, you can. And <laughs> you fix it. You don't do that same thing again. No, right. Really you make a note and that's why tra- our training logs are so important because if we're having an issue 
And if, you know, if we send our videos out and our friend says, oh, well, this, this, and this, you go to your training log, you make a note. You, you put pen, pencil to paper, pen to paper, you make a note so you can visualize it before you start training be like, okay, I need to work on that. Yeah. You know, know? perspective is, is it's so valuable. And that's why we, we surround ourselves with the people we do. And and I I think I did a solo podcast about, about this recently that talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, surrounding yourself with the people that, that care about you and that you care about them. And like, there's, there's something to that, right? Being in the right group, being around the right people. And, um, I know that I can send my lift to you and you're going to spot it every time, but I'm going to get a different perspective if I send it to like, you know, to Donald or if I send it to, you know, um, Damon or Cornell, they're going to give me a different perspective because they haven't sat in this gym and lift with, lifted with me for hours on end. Like you have, Yeah, yeah. but both perspectives are going to be helpful. Yep. And again, it's about dropping that freaking ego and hearing what the people have to say and say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Move yeah. on. Don't, don't leave it for tomorrow. It. Yes. Like there's certain things in this life that you don't leave for tomorrow, but I can guarantee you this, you're going to be a better person. Yeah. If you leave these things for tomorrow. Yep. Like you're not, it's, it's not going to get any better today. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to recognize that when it's in front of you and just move on and, and, and be the bigger man with yourself or mm. be the bigger, bigger person with yourself. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> another one yeah probably the same one i didn't kill it good enough except i'm not gonna wipe my mustache this time <laughs> please don't <laughs> uh Fuck yeah man. dude all right all right dude yeah okay so here we go a couple things not uh, uh we're plugging put plugging. plugs out plugging okay. okay so camp sales open this not this month january camp sales will open awesome. um right now we have seven sp- six spots that are spoken for there yeah. so that leaves four that are open three of which are i need to call i talked to one of them today um and the other two i haven't reached out to i'm letting them live their life and figure their shit out uh but i'm gonna reach out to them this week and and touch base with them so that leaves one more spot if all those other people are locked down then there's one spot available people. Yeah. So the camp dates are April 30th through May 4th. And it, so what we're doing is it is $800. Nice. Four nights. Brasada yep. ranch in a ridiculous re If you haven't watched the video, go on the Instagram at Kilo chasers on Instagram and check out the video of the house and the views and you will see what we're talking about. Um, That $800 includes every meal catered. Mm -hmm. My man right here is going (laughs) to be cooking every meal with a little bit of help from all of us. Everybody's, everybody's open to pitch in and we do. Um, And so we got all your meals are taken care of. We have sponsors jumping on board left and right. So we have copious amounts of swag. neon strength is our equipment sponsor so you will be lifting on all brand new equipment six platforms in the gym squat racks everything's there ready for you we're gonna have all energy drinks are taken care of um transport from the redmond airport 
is taken care of. So you don't need to get a rental car unless you want to, but we will have four or five vehicles there that will be able to take, if we decide to go into Bend and do a little shopping spree or go hang out at a bar or a brew pub or go for a hike or whatever, we'll have transportation available for everybody to be able to go as a group and do these things. Or if you want to peace out and go do your own thing, you're more than welcome to take one of our vehicles. I mean, my truck will be there and it's have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but the area, there's tons of hiking and yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, it's, just get yourself there because just everything get else yourself is there. there. Yeah. 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 That's all you got to do. Just don't forget your fucking weight lifting shoes because. <laughs> and if you do, collection... let us and know. If you do, we do have, <laughs> a few, we have copious but, amounts. <laughs> yeah. We got some size nines, some size tens, 10 and a half, some yep. 12s. Yep. We got, we got to take care of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, like follow subscribe on the instas at pfrs at kilo chasers at max effort kitchen um another big deal um it hasn't officially opened yet i gotta have a few fine details to um lock down and but it's a huge huge jump for the space for i believe for um the weightlifting space um for us as our podcast for our companies um and just it just for everybody that wants to be involved um but yeah big news coming up it'll be announced uh mid i'm gonna say january 15th is when we'll actually launch it but it is it's um it's not out there yet i i don't think it's i I haven't seen anything like it everybody that i've talked to that's kind of kicked me in the ass to do it um also says there's nothing out there like it. There's not. So just like the camps, there's nothing like it out there for the for what we are doing as adults in a sport. You do not find a camp like this where it's old school. Just like you know, we try to embody those those sports camps, the football camps, the wrestling camps, the volleyball camps, all those things that you did in high school and junior high and college as a group as a team you know, like that's what we're trying to, um, bring back into our lives as adults, as, as aging men and women, like this is, I think it's huge to network, um, relax, recover, reset for your life, for your year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's about all I got, Matt. Um, Go check out the Kilo Chasers website, www.kilochasers.com. Um, same old apparels up there, shirts, tank tops, uh, PFRS shirts, sweatshirts. It is that time of year. The sweatshirts run a little bit small. I'm 6'1", 220, <laughs> and I wear a double XL. So <laughs> That will change in like three months. Don't worry. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, no. yeah. No, dude, my arms won't get any shorter. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. The, arm, yeah. the, the sleeve length on the sweatshirts is a little short, um, yeah. but just know that going into it. What you got, Matt? Max ever kitchen, you know, podcast is, is rolling. Um, really close on launching the new website. That's going to be freaking rad. I mean, I'm putting my entire wealth of knowledge and food onto this website along with recipes, along with, um, tutorial videos. It's, there's a lot coming. Uh, I got some new swag coming in January, working on a new apron, Nice little waxed canvas, uh, Max Effort kitchen apron, some uh, kitchen towels, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 
a little nice. bit more specific to the kitchen aspect of things, but it's uh, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep following. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to be with the launch of the new thing that I can't say anything about. <laughs> can't, I can't tell you specifics, but it's yep. going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be we're awesome. We're also, if, if you haven't noticed and you have gone on the website, you see a flag and it says Kilo Chasers, the weightlifting collective. That is the name of what we're doing. So there's going to be um, some apparel and some accessories that are going to come in line with that too. Um, so yeah, dude, can't wait to see your new website. It's going to be yeah, killer. It's kind of uh, jealous. I, I, I want to get off the Shopify thing, man. Like I, I just, it's, yeah. it's, it's a jump. So it is, it's a good jump. Too. And yeah, thanks man. And, and a lot of work has been put into it so far. So um, I'm excited to show everybody. I think everybody's going to be really excited about this one. Oh yeah. Cool. All right, dude. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Have a good night, man. All right. Everybody love you and uh, tune in for the next one. Bye. Adios. Adios.